I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Strap Season Podcast, episode 41. I'm your host, Flows. And I'm your host, Cam. Yes, um, today, you already know what time it is when I'm intro the pod, so you know we got a special guest in the building. Um, we have Ruben, partner at BJJ 24-7, someone we met on Clubhouse as well. Got to know he's a combat sports expert, so not just boxing, knows a bit about MMA as well. And when we linked up, actually, I, I said to him, ah, you're a legend. And there's a reason why I want to say that, because on Clubhouse, as you know, most of our guests we met on there, Ruben was one of the first people. He's the pioneer of the Fight Club. Every day he was active trying to get the boxing talk going. When Clubhouse was about back and forth, about race and all this nonsense, Ruben was there setting the pace for the boxing on Fight Talk. So Big welcome facts. aboard, Ruben. How you doing, guys? Good to have, to have you, bro. Happy up. to have you. Man, it's a pleasure yeah. having you on board, man. How you been? Yeah, I've been good. Like, like we've kind of touched on, I've been getting back to normality, uh, getting back to work. It almost feels like there's been a, a year off, so to speak. Um, but, you know, thankfully, we had a bit of boxing and a bit of MMA during the lockdown to kind of keep us going. And uh, yes, we've got a few more coming shortly, a few, uh, few exhibitions as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot to cover this episode, man. Trust me. Um, yeah, just hate to be that guy. But before we kick off things, you know, the usual housekeeping message. Make sure you check us out on the streaming, streaming platforms, the Spotify's, the Apple podcasts, the Google podcasts, one, all of those. Hit the link in our bio on Instagram and Twitter, and I'll take you to a link that has all of our links, basically. So make sure you do that, man. Leave us a good review. But yeah, episode 41, Ruben, as Flo said, you know, you were one of the first to come rock it with us. So very appreciative that you come to join us. Um, I asked this question of all our guests, really. So hate to put you on the spot, but I've got to do it. Um, this is your first time on this pod. Just to sort of intro you to our listeners, um, Flo's already touched upon that you're an MMA guy as well, which we'll get into later, for sure. But keeping things boxing... Um, how did you get into boxing? How did you fall in love with it? When did you realise you, you, know, you like boxing? Who introduced you? Who are your favourite boxers growing up? Just a little background on that. Uh, for me, I kind of came into boxing relatively late. The way it happened was actually a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, was a club captain. And we used to go back and forth. I could always beat him. And then one day I, was, I had to be held accountable for that. So I had to meet him at his own gym and spar him. And you can imagine how that went down. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't good for me. So kind of from that day on, I just vowed that I'm going to at least have to get better. It's going to have to be competitive at one point. So yeah, it started off kind of every weekend I'd go down and convince myself there's been improvements when I'm sparring him. But that, that's kind of how it got in. And now there's a big group of us, you know, shout out the doghouse, as we call it. Uh, it's every Sunday. Uh, down in my hometown, Brighton. And that's kind of how I got into it. And then I, I fell in love with it a bit more because I trained jiu-jitsu as well, but a different kind of thing. Oh. Um, but no, I definitely, definitely couldn't do without it now. 
That's 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 dope. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, keeping it boxing. Obviously, this weekend we saw Queensbury card. Um, um, it was in Telford, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, in Telford, um, headlined by the return of Mr. Daniel Dubois. Um, yeah, so obviously six months after that debilitating tough loss to Joe Joyce, where he broke his orbital, I believe. Um, he's had his surgery, he's had his recovery. I almost felt feels like, you know, it's been a quick turnaround. Um, but yeah, as we said last week, when we re- previewed it on the pod, he's gone straight into the fire against what we thought would be quite a tough opponent for him. At least on paper, anyways, he was a tough opponent in Bogdan Dinu. Um, guy who's only lost twice, lost to Pulev and Jerome Miller. But apart from that, respectable record. So, um, yeah, Danny, I mean, not Danny, Ruben. <laughs> Got my guess mixed up there. Ruben, <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, I think our listeners sort of know what me and Flo's thought about or think about Dubois. But yeah, just, just for you and just to, to let our listeners know, um, are you a fan of Danny Dubois? Um, what are your thoughts on him as a whole? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, not that I've got anything against him. It's just he's not someone that resonates with me particularly. Right. I tend to follow characters and just his character isn't one <laughs> follow. <laughs> but I mean, it was great to see him back, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and I think it took a lot, a lot to come back from, from an injury like that and mm. also the trial by media he had afterwards. Did he quit? Did he not quit? Regardless, even if you we can say he did quit, it was the educated decision to make. Facts. You know, so he can actually proceed. He's not, this isn't the last fight of his career and he wants to go out on his shield. No, he's at the very beginning, but it could have equally been the end of his career. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was good to see him back. And like you said, it was, it was a good opponent. Um, but I think for me, you know, apart from the jab Dubois had, he was just too big and too strong for him. Yeah. I, I, I think if it had gone on longer, we wouldn't have seen anything better. There was no no changes that could have been made. I just really do think he came back in, in great shape. And it was great to see him smile at the end of the fight. Actually look happy in the ring compared to obviously how he looked last time we saw him. Yeah. Um, I think you could tell that it was... Yes, obviously, Dubois has won the fight. Uh, we thought it would be a bit longer than it was, but he's ended it in the second round. Um, absolutely planted Dunu with a you know with a counter shot and just dropped him and yeah Dunu didn't want to know after that he didn't even, he didn't get up to beat the count it was over and as you mentioned yeah Dubois was beaming afterwards um, I think obviously that's just a huge weight lifted off his chest obviously yeah like you said it was a tough tough loss and a lot of people were saying he's not cut out for it doesn't have the heart he quit etc so for him to sort of come back and get that out of him get I mean get that out there. I think that was just, you know, that would have done him a world of good. And I think what I liked about the performance was, yeah, um, obviously from round one, Flores, I think I said to you straight away that after the first round, I said, yeah, <laughs> Dino is completely overmatched here. Because the Bois, I think when you have such a tough loss, that's obviously mentally and physically broke you. Um, when your comeback fight, obviously it's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. And I think... What I was surprised to see was, I think sometimes you see with fighters, when on their comeback, they might start a bit tentative. But Dubois came in quick, aggressive, strong, and he tried to he posed himself straight away. 
And I like that. I like seeing him be on, obviously, we know he's better on the front foot. He's a front foot fighter. So for him to come straight away and just be on the front foot, almost as if nothing's changed, I really appreciated seeing that from him. And that's what won him the fight because, yeah, as we saw straight away from the off, he was a lot better than Dinu and a lot stronger, a lot more athletic and whatnot. Flores, what, what are your thoughts about the fight and the performance, even though it was super short? Yeah, I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was mm. a confident performance. Um, I didn't think he'd struggle mentally. I, did, I, did, I think that was the question everyone had. Would he yeah. be able to bounce back mentally? Has that loss affected him? I don't think... I didn't think it would. Um, I think he's he's young. He made the right decision. He, he made some changes in his camp. And he came back and immediately showed that he's still confident. He went out there, pressed the action. The jab was good. He landed some big power shots early. And I was saying to Cabo as it happened, I was like, the second round, he's going to make Dinu dance here. He's going to hit with a shot. And Dinu's legs are going to wobble. <laughs> and I said that and he just he just collapsed right immediately after. I was like, he didn't even make him dance. He just dropped him. There was no dancing, bro. He, he just dropped. <laughs> he just dropped him. And I was like, yeah, confident performance. And what you said, Ruben, I think the key thing was just seeing him smile and seeing him so happy. Obviously, received the news that his sister had um, qualified for the Olympics. Um, so a great day for the Dubai household. Um, yeah, it was just good to see him happy. He tried. The thing is, he tried the whole bad boy act with the Joy Joyce fight, which didn't suit him. He was trying to be mean and trash talk. That didn't suit him. The he's nice guy nice thing. Yeah. yeah, he's a nice guy. The nice guy suits him more. And I think he'll win a lot more. A lot more fans just being nice because his personality isn't that great. Just be nice and be yourself. <laughs> Why are you saying stick to what you know, yeah? <laughs> stick to me. Don't try and be a trash talker. Stick to your job. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, I think with um, Dubois, his personality is very sub- similar to Daniel Cormier in MMA. Like, once you see what a nice, just genuine guy is, you can't help but root for him. Yeah. But while he was trying to find his, his feet within his media placement, uh. it's easy to not actually like him. You find him ungenuine or... You know, you can look and just see oh, how he's portraying himself doesn't really match yeah. match up. But I think, you know, seeing him there, I, I'm definitely more of a fan from, from him from that point of view. I agree. You know, well. I'll, I'll tune in a bit more, you know, I'll root for the guy. He's bounced back, you know, from, from a bad injury, even if he was mentally didn't mind the, the trial by media, even just the thought of actually taking shots on that eye. It was always going to be targeted. You know, because now somehow that's seen as a weak point, which, you know, it could have happened to anyone. Yeah. Um, Flores, I think we said that we wanted to see, it's unfortunate because obviously we said there were certain things we set aside last episode and said we wanted to see this from him, or, you know, work behind the jab, this, that. Obviously the fight was too too short for us to even get that out of him because, as you said, Dini wasn't, was completely overmatched. Like He wasn't meant to be in there with him. But, I guess the question I have for both of you is, yeah, going forward for Dubois, do you lot still, I mean, in terms of his placement in the heavyweight division and how far he can go, do you see a guy there that potentially can be a world beater? Yes, he's taken a loss, but obviously everyone takes a loss. There's nothing wrong with taking a loss. You can still have a, a wonderful career despite having that loss. But do you see potential in there with him to be a problem to the best, the upper echelons of the heavyweight division? <clears throat> you know what? The best thing he has on his side is time. Yes. He's what, 22, 23. 20, 23? 23. Yeah. And all these guys are in their 30s. Like, if uh-huh. we're talking about AJ, what is he, 29, 30? Fury's uh-huh. 31. Yeah. Wilder's like 33. Uh-huh. These guys are probably over getting to over the hill. He's got time on his side. Um, 
So when you're looking at his potential future competition, you've got to start looking at the people underneath those top guys. Um, I don't think we need to rush him. I don't think he needs to be getting in there with these guys this year or next year. You can wait them out. You can clear them when, they, when they're past it if he wants. Yeah. So I think he, the fact that he has time on his side and he's got a pretty decent amateur background, he can just keep getting experience fights and keep working his way slowly. You almost jumped the gun jumping in there with Joyce. Take your time. Keep learning. You've, you're, you're with Shane McGuigan now. Have a few fights with him under your belt before you try to step up. He's got time on his side. So yes, is, is the answer. Okay. I agree with you. But do you see, you know how we say we can see a boxer and we see something there. It's like, yeah, he can. Mm. You know what I mean? Do you, have you So far, have you seen that in, in him? His career today? Um, he's, he's young. He's, I mean, right now, do I say he beats any of those guys? No. But then does he have the potential to? Yes. Because he, he could keep learning. Yeah. What he has for fundamentals at the age of 22 and his size, his power at 22 he, or 23, you said 23. Uh -huh. he, 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 we can't write him off. He's better than the other guys. He's like David Adelaide. He's better than him. <laughs> he's better than Yeah. When we look at the British landscape, he's better than most of these guys. Yeah. When we look at the international landscape, Around his age, he's better than these guys. Uh, he could go very far. I'm not uh, writing him off yeah. at all. Uh -huh. Good trainer in his background with Shane McGuigan now. Uh -huh. Let's see how far he can develop. Um, I think he, 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 I think he'll be a world champion. Okay, I'll say that. Okay, okay. Yeah, Ruben, what about yourself? Do you see anything in him that you've, you've that helped, has you leaning towards potential world beater or potential world champion in the future? Or you're I still, mean, you're still not sold by him yet. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not fully sold, but I do also have to side with flows in this. In yeah. he does have time, you know. Um, we, he's not fighting the generation that we're we're battling with at the moment. Seeing if AJ is going to fight Fury or if he's fighting Wilder, uh, he he's going to come into to blossom when no got those guys are on the tail end of his career. Um, so I think you know, take it slowly with him. There's no point rushing it. We, we've seen what happens with with rushing it. You know, we, we yeah. saw what Joe Joyce did. But Joe Joyce had to rush it, rush it because he doesn't have time right. on his hands. You know, so I think there's all there's there's all the makings for it. There's there's no glaring hole in him, so to speak. So you can take that as a good a good attribute that he's he's well rounded. But I think you just need to take it slow with him because a couple of losses and then you know, people in America and overseas will then start questioning why he should be getting big fights. Right now, no one can say that. You lost to Joe Joyce, keep going, and that that loss will be forgotten about. Yep. And if Joe Joyce goes on to do well, then that, that loss is only going to age better. Yeah, okay. And that, you don't remember, someone like AJ started boxing at 20. Yeah. <laughs> Look how far he came from then. He's, he's got a great starting point for, for himself, so he can, he can bide his time. He can wait two, three years. He, yeah. Okay. Um, I think they mentioned that they want to move him on to fight potentially um, Tre Trevor Bryant, who is the currently um, the WBA regular champion. Um, I do like that fight for him. Um, and I think that's a good opponent for him. Um, it's a wonderful fight as well. Um, do you have any objections to, to that being his next fight? Or do you still think he needs one or two um, yeah, one or two in the UK before he goes on to fight in America there, um, fight Trevor Bryant. I feel like he, he should have a few more in the UK, just purely just to right. strengthen fan base. Not not skill set. It's just like you said, there's no rush. You can go to America 
and it can do very little for your career. You can go and win and you still won't gain a lot of fans. I think the branding side of Dubois is probably what's lacking than the skill set. You know, let him just just grow a following. So when he does go overseas, he he almost takes an army with him. Uh Like we see when people like Michael Condon go and fight in New York, it sells out. You know, that's... He needs something like that behind him, I feel. You know, the, the whole country to rally for him. And, and I don't think they are quite yet. I mean, I'm not completely rallying for him and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, if they can, he can just turn over, get that, that loss erased from people's memory yeah. and everyone support him like he's the golden boy. Yeah. It will be better for him in the long run, I think. But again, there's, there's no problem with that fight happening now. Yeah, okay. Um, Ruben, yeah, Ruben, when that Joe Joyce fight was made, just a quick question. Um, did you favour Joyce in that fight or did you think that the Bois was going to have him? Um, I wanted I, I wanted Joe Joyce to win. Okay. You know, I was quite yeah. vocal about it. I think yeah. that weekend, Frank Warren lost to, to Jabs twice, didn't he? I think <laughs> yeah, two yeah. and two weeks. Lyndon two, Arthur. Two, beat, two and two weeks, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah Lyndon yeah. Arthur beat Yard the following yeah. week. So I yeah. was kind of loving it. Yeah, okay, um, cool. Um. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I don't know if I, I would have said a wholeheartedly I thought Joyce was going to go and win, but mm. it was actually probably a very good 50 50 fight. And we, yeah, it was. Yeah. We saw what happened. I don't think we anticipated that ending, mm. you know, if I'm being honest. But I think, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like that matchup again. I'd watch it again, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would as well. And he, he would have learned a hell of a lot from that fight for sure. And speaking of Joyce, he needs to get out there. Um, I'm sure he's chomping at a bit to get out there. Um, obviously, we know Warren favours Dubois. I mean, that, that's his golden goose. Well, he, he thought that's his golden goose anyways. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, Joyce needs a fight ASAP. You know, he, that was a big win for him. And I feel like the momentum sort of just, just faded from, yeah. from that win. Obviously, I know, obviously, the heavyweight landscape's a mess right now because obviously Joyce would have been waiting for AJ and, and Fury to be confirmed so then he can fight Usyk. But that's not happening now. So, yeah, they need to hurry up and get him a fight quickly. As quick They've as got possible. a date for him. Frank has got a date for him. He yeah, says. yeah, he said he's got a date for him. I don't think he's got an appointment, has he? No, no one has an appointment right now on the friend. We're fighting without appointments. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, just, they're just announcing dates right now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what um, are you saying? Why he's a better marketing team then? Is that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he does, yeah. They need to work out what direction they want to take him and really... Mm-hmm develop on it. I've touched on it before, but with like managers and promoters, like if the manager's just negotiating someone's contract, take 5% because you're not really increasing what they're getting by that much. But if you're going to activate brands with them and, you know, actually future investments for after they finish fighting, take your 20% because you're working for it. But I feel that with a lot of fighters, and this is what's kind of put us in certain scenarios at the moment, where people who shouldn't be having big fights are, it's because they're more marketable. You know, Tommy Fury's even an example. He's probably getting a lot more money than a lot of fighters. And he's only, what, three, four fights in? It's because he's a better business product. He's a sport to us, but to Frank Warren, it's a business. And when you separate it like that, you see why certain matchups happen. Ruben, that was a fantastic segue because I was just going to move on to Tommy Fury. Um, The card wasn't great yesterday. Was it? Um, oh, it was sorry, a poor, card. poor card. And I said, I mean, I said to you first, I'm only going to tune in for Dubois. I mean, I've got, I've got it on in the background, but I'm really going to sit up for Dubois. 
So I'm there. I think I was on my laptop at the same time. I think I was watching something on YouTube or whatever. And obviously, I can see the Tommy Fury fights on. I'm just like, okay, cool. Mm. I'm not really paying attention, whatever. And then the fight, the bell's gone. And I've seen the opponent that he's, he's fighting has rushed over Tommy and swung like two haymakers. And Tommy's in the back <laughs> foot. He's like backbending. I, I said, huh? <laughs> Pause my video, set up, turn, turn, up, the, turn up the TV volume. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, okay. That's lit. Um, I, I kid you not. That's literally what happened. Like, I wasn't paying attention. I saw Fury go backwards. I said, whoa. <laughs> Bro, it was the same for me. I was lying down on my sofa, just back there, TV's on. And I was lying down. And then I see my man rush up. I was like, the hell? I sat up. <laughs> I scooched to the end of my seat. I was like, what's going on here? And I was like, yeah, I'm invested because he meant business. He's, Boy, what's, what's, he, what's his opponent's name? Jordan uh, Grant or something? Jordan Grant, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tough came to fight. I think that's what they marketed him as. And boy, he looked it. I mean, yeah, he came out swinging. Tommy was backpedaling and whatnot. He was, that first round, he was getting roughed up in there. I'll be honest. I, I, I think he lost that first round. He was getting roughed up in there. And I'm thinking to myself, if Tommy Fury loses the fight, this could be very, very peak for him, you know? Especially, obviously, he's had a lot of the shenanigans going back and forth with Jake Paul, I think it was, calling him out and whatnot. But boy, because obviously they're trying to market Tommy Fury as a serious fighter, serious boxer. Obviously, he had this stint on, on what, Love Island and whatnot, and that's why he's built his following and obviously off the back of his brother's name as well. But yeah, I think a lot of criticism has, has been thrown his way because he's, it's not really his fault, but he's only fought opponents who've had massive losing records. But that Jordan Grant guy was 2-0. and So his first winning record guy... Um, and yeah, that first round was a bit sticky for him. He was getting caught a couple of times. But um, yeah, I think the, the remaining three rounds, he sort of composed himself and he did he handled his business. And we saw that that Jordan Grant guy was a bit limited, I'm afraid. But it was still, it still made for fun watch because he, he you know, he, he never, he didn't really give up in there. He kept coming, kept throwing, trying to land those haymakers. And Tommy got caught a few times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on Tommy Fury like that. I haven't really paid attention to his fights. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I will, I will say this though. I listened to his interview afterwards and I thought he conducted himself really well in the post-fight interview. He spoke really well. He kept it really real and he said his situation, like he needs more fights like this because there's other fights he hasn't learned anything from. Knocking out guys in one round, knocking out bums in one round isn't going to do anything for his career. And he says he's serious about his career. So yeah, I, I liked how he conducts himself in the post-fight interview. But um, that made for a bit of excitement on the, Truly dreadful card, I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I feel that a lot of Frank Warren's cards, they're quite yeah. bad, aren't they? If yeah. I'm being honest, they're like, they're almost like they're streamed on an iPhone in your local <laughs> leisure centre. Like, I find it hard to watch them. Uh, yeah. Especially with the changes in boxing now. If we look how Matram are conducting themselves, you know, with Matram Media, with their eyes on the UFC a lot. Like, fight camp's here to stay now, I believe. It's back on July 31st. Yeah. You know, even with, you know, the, the pandemic coming to an end, hopefully. It's interesting. They've kept it. They've seen the model. They've seen it work. And I think it's a it's going to be a great, that's going to be a great environment to showcase up and come in talent instead of having to force them onto the bigger cards, which people aren't, aren't even attending early, earlier in the cards. You know, the stadiums don't fill up till later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Tommy Fury, I think, it was his first test. I did see he got caught with quite a big one. I think it was in the, was it at the end of the third? I think yeah, he got it might caught. Have been. Yeah. 
caught with a shot. And at least the guy came to win, um, like you touched on, Cam. Um, yeah, he said, you know, he's still at the beginning of his journey. Uh. I mean, at John Fury's rant at the end, <laughs> that was good energy. I like that. Oh, <laughs> we, we like, yeah, we like him now, isn't it? we like John yeah. Fury a lot <laughs> ever since that interview. He's a good guy, John. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I feel obviously I was I was watching the fight and it was funny, like seeing the TL reacts to Tommy Fury saying he's trashing this, but you got to give him like his dues, like he, he's what he's got very limited amateur background. I mean, he fought a few junior fights, I think. Um, he's jumped into pro, he's he's also like 22, he's young. He can get to 20 and 0 with just learning fights if he wants and just keep learning. He doesn't need to be rushed into a big fight. He when he draws draws a crowd. I think, yeah, don't rush him. It's just sad that he keeps calling out a certain someone. I, I don't know why he keeps doing that. But like you say, he speaks well. He was honest. Um, I will say this as well, Flores. If obviously he's at light heavy, his dimensions are nuts. He's big, like, ain't he? He's very big for that. <laughs> he looks massive in there. And I noticed what he's got really, really long arms. So if he learns, if obviously if he's serious about his boxing and he, you know, develops some technical ability and whatnot, and he learns obviously about how to utilize his his dimensions, he could be a real problem in that division. <laughs> obviously, this is a long time, long time away from happening, but just looking at it from his dimensions alone, boy, he, he's yeah, man, he's he's got the goods. <laughs> I just remembered about the card itself. I remember I pulling up stats before I started watching it. Um, what's it called? <laughs> the, the home fighters, all on the undercards. So apart from Dubois and Dinu, were all undefeated with 43 wins, 43 and 0, all of them combined. That is, the away fighters had a combined 202 losses, and I was just like, this is just uncompetitive. Like, how is this? How is this sport? You're watching the whole cards where the home fighters are just going to dismantle all the away fighters, uh-huh. and yeah, so it, it weren't it weren't competitive. But we got to see a few people, um, Liam Davis, um, who's the Irish guy? I can't even pronounce his name. Um, uh, Gecko. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't pronounce his first name. I see the writing, like Keenan or something like that. Yeah. We got to see I, him out there. I, I, I think Frank's got high hopes of him. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was in Billy Joe Saunders' camp, wasn't he? Leading up to Canelo. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, what's he? He's, he's in the same division as... Middleweight. Uh, yeah, middleweight, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he looked good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was good to see a few guys out. Um, but, yeah, weren't competitive and... We'll see what Frank Warren has for us next, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Lyndon Arf and, and um, Anthony Yard on the same card, not fighting each other, but on the same card. That's what he's got for us. Okay, yeah. We'll see how that <laughs> that's July 10th, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. See, I, w- I wouldn't have minded seeing that as a rematch. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, the plan is apparently, obviously, they're going to fight their respective opponents on that card. And then in October or whatever, they, they'll, they'll have their rematch. If they both win, apparently that's what the plan is. Yeah, that 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 would be a good fight. I'd like to attend that one. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that, that would be a great fight. I mean, well, the first one was a chess match, but yeah, um, second one probably be a chess match as well. I'll be I'm ruined, for Lyndon, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I I I'll back to Ruben to not Ruben. I back to Lyndon. I back to Lyndon to win the first one. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just felt like from what I've seen of both guys, Lyndon should win. Like. He's just he's just got the better jab, and the jab will, will win that fight, and it, it kind of proved. But I wanted to say, I wanted to shout out the Telford crowd because they turned up, and it was it was great to watch. Yeah, Ben, where the crowd are going crazy, like we've missed that. Yeah, the UK like, crowd is just brilliant. It's different. It? It's different. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like one k people in there, 
but it sounded like 10k like it was it was they, they were loud and they were like ferocious and they were, yeah so wasn't it that heaney was it heaney from stoke yeah, apparently, was, apparently, yeah apparently he brought in about 800 of the people so <laughs> yeah. yeah apparently they all came for him which is weird yeah because i think there was a telford fighter on the card they were loud for but, him as well yeah, there, was yeah, only, yeah. there was 200 there they brought he brought in but they yeah. were loud they were loud mm. for him yeah so, um, they were quiet for Dubai. That's the thing. He was, he was yeah. quiet. With, so yeah, he does the he does need some marketing for himself. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on to our next topic, I think I was going to introduce it later, but we've already mentioned him in some regard already. So I'm going to move it up. Um, yeah, we mentioned about Tommy Fury speaking about um, his, you know, trying trying to position himself for a fight with a certain Paul brother. Um, so I, I want to talk about the pools, but let, let, I want to start with Logan first because I I don't really want to talk about this, but we have to. <laughs> I'll be honest, you, Flores, you know my thoughts about this fight. I know you don't want to talk about it, but we have but, to. But we have to. We have to. We have to. Um, I mean, it's not now, but it'd be later on today. I mean, obviously, we're recording recording this on a Sunday. It's going to be early hours on Monday morning, I think. Um, Logan Paul is fighting. You know, my goat. <laughs> Shameful, but yeah, one of my favorite fighters of all time. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Um, I think many episodes ago, Floyd, I remember you giving a very passionate rant about why Mayweather shouldn't do this fight. Um, it's happening, it's all going down. We've seen the shenanigans, we've seen the build up. Um, yeah, Logan is really fighting Floyd. Um, I think the listeners are very familiar with our views on this, Floyd, but I want to I get Ruben's take on this fight. Um, yeah, Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather. What are your thoughts about it, Ruben? Floyd, I mean, yours, man. I was actually just messaging my friends a little bit earlier, said, why am I getting the feeling I'm staying up for this tonight? Oh, <laughs> You know, it's like, I, we can't even disrespect boxing and call it a fight. We can't, you know, it's just, you know, it's an exhibition match, which in my opinion, Floyd can stop whenever he wants. There's, you know, there's not a day he walks on this earth. He can't, he can't win this. Um, I mean, I, I hear loads of arguments about how it's so bad for boxing that this fight's going on. I don't think it's that it's bad for boxing. You know, having eyes on something can't be bad. What it's just highlighting is kind of what I touched on earlier is, is maybe a lack of awareness from fighters and managers, but I do think the onus is more on the managers and promoters because really you want a fighter just to focus on training and, you know, sharpening their skill sets and, you know, be the best they can be. But unfortunately, in the day and age of social media that we live in now, that, that's not enough anymore. Right. You know, we can see the comparisons with MMA. Conor McGregor's not the best fighter ever to be in the octagon, but he's definitely earned the most. Yeah. You know, and that was partly from how he conducted himself don't get me wrong, he did back it up as well. You know, you, you have got to still have the skills and, you know, the right matchups and so forth. But, I mean, for me, the only thing I have a problem with is when you speak to people who this is probably the only boxing match they're going to watch this year. And, you know, the energy they project onto you. Like, they're telling you what's about to happen. Like, they've been following it and, you know... So for me, I pro- yeah, if I don't stay up, I will watch the highlights. But yeah, in an ideal world, it wouldn't be happening. You know, the fact Badu Jack's on the undercard is mad. <laughs> it's like, you know, but 
at the same time from a business perspective and I run events, you know, not the same business model, but I do run events. So I can objectively see it from a business point of view. When people say how much a fight is worth, well, really and truly, if you're being really brutal about it, whatever tickets you sell, divide that in two, that's your worth. So when you hear people getting £10,000 or 10 and 10 for the win, will they bring that into the promotion? Probably not. So there's an investment at the beginning on, you know, potential future growth. So I think, you know, the bigger following you can get, the more... The more money you can command and the higher the barriers to entry to these YouTubers. That's you know, you, you, you build a fort around boxing. But no, you, we don't need you. We've got ticket sellers. The minute there's not ticket sellers or the fights that people want to be seen aren't getting made, you know, like we, we've seen that with Spence and Crawford. Regardless of what Bob Arum says about Crawford not being a pay-per-view star, that fight itself would draw. So... By not making those fights, we're almost opening the door to to Paul Brothers coming in and uh, hitting and running the sport. Damn, you're spitting the facts right. Damn, now I'm, I'm shaking my head because it's like, yeah, Ruben, Ruben spitting, spitting. Damn, facts. You're telling the truth. Bro. Very honest. Nah, I appreciate that honesty because that's that that is the bottom line. Um, yeah, yeah that's Damn. mad insightful. But what you're saying is true. <laughs> it's literally that as well. Um, yeah. Obviously, I was massively against this fight before. I was furious. I said, Mayweather's not a goat if he takes this fight. I was livid when I heard the rumours. Now I don't even care, man. Um, we know Mayweather. He's, he loves money. He loves attention. Loves and it. this is what it is. Um, we, I accepted it when he was a boxer. I will accept it now. He's retired. I won't be tuning in. I'll probably see the highlights. That, well, yeah, I'll, I will watch the highlights. Um, but... It's annoying because there are some decent fights on the undercard as well. I know Hurd's fighting Luis Arias. Um, obviously, Baddy Jack was meant to be fighting Pascal, which would have been a good fight. I would have liked to see that. But... I, 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 I probably would have tuned in for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but yeah, um, it is what it is. We're going we're gonna to see more of this um, exhibition stuff because it makes money. Um, obviously, we saw Sky pick it up as a pay-per-view. And obviously, they didn't pick up the Josh Taylor um, undisputed fight, which... As much as we could, we shake our heads. Money. It makes it's business sense. It's business. <laughs> it's business this, sense. This is a business. Mm-hmm. This is business. Simple as just Taylor. We've talked about it before. He's not as big as he should be for whatever reason. But here we have Logan Paul as a superstar, and Mayweather as a superstar. It's just it's just gonna make money. Um, it's a shame, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. There's no winner. I mean, I don't, I don't want to call a prediction. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw the rules. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no judges, no no official winner. It's, I guess, it's, it's similar to um, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones, right? It's, yeah, pure, they've got it from a pure exhibition standpoint. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing Knockdowns are allowed, though, in this one. You know that. Yeah. Knockdowns. Yeah. It's, it's the weird rules. And obviously, we I saw that Logan Paul's got a 30 pound weight advantage <laughs> over Floyd. Yeah. Which is understandable. I mean, yeah, the dimensions are different. I mean, yeah, Logan Paul is a big guy as compared to Floyd. Um, call, call me bad minds, but I don't know, man. I feel like a part of me kind of wants Floyd to get clocked and dropped. <laughs> you know what? Same, man. Because that could cool. put an end to him. Because <laughs> that, that, that stops Mayweather from ever doing this again. Yep. Because I'm not trying to see him. Look, I understand. You see, Floyd, I know he's about the bag. He cares about the. He, he loves a. A dollar note. He loves it. Um, 
and that's why he's so rich. He he moves like he's broke, basically. I just I just feel like Floyd's above this. Anyone else but Floyd? Like De La Hoya, I can understand, but Floyd like Floyd to me is just like prestige, like untouchable. Like he shouldn't even lower himself to this kind of standard. But I guess for him, all money is good money. You know, people. Some people say not all money is good money. Floyd, all money is good good money. So that's why he's able to do this. But I just know that if he gets rocked and dropped. He will oh, think twice right. from doing this again. I, I know the means will be peak, but I'm here for it, Loki. <laughs> oh, man. He won't be on anyone's goat list after that, you know? And Do you know what's worse for me, though? What's that? Look, his 15-0 fight was Connor. Oh, yeah. Me, that shouldn't have counted. That should have been an exhibition as well. If yeah, either, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that Logan Paul and Connor are the same skill set. They're not, of course. But in a boxing ring, they're both novices. So it's like for him to go and get the 50 and 0 record beating Connor, mm-hmm. I thought that was more disrespectful than him fighting Logan Paul. I say he's 49 and still. <laughs> Me personally, I just think it was 49 and 0. Nah, some, some people say 48 because they said that Burton fight should have happened. Because <laughs> that Burton fight was, was peak as well. <laughs> Bye bye, Jay Burton. That, that quick, that little bit of charity, real quick. Yeah, I, don't think, just... I don't think we saw Burton in the wing ever again, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think I think he called it a day after that. He made yeah, it. man. He won. He won that middle of a lottery and then he cashed out. Um, but it, it kind of it low key. It's almost a dangerous fight for Floyd because obviously the the, the weight and size difference is it's kind of mad. And the age like, as well. And if he does get like yeah, obviously we know Floyd's a defensive master, but if Logan does catch him flush, he could Floyd could feel that. Floyd can feel that, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, I mean, like I said, I'm not in. I'm not. I'm definitely not staying up for it, and I'm not even going to search for the highlights. If naturally, naturally, it'll come up. You know, obviously, I'm scrolling on the timeline. I will see it because people will retweet it and whatnot. So if it happens like that, I can see it. But it's not something I'm going to be looking rushing to because it's not even a proper fight, as we said. It doesn't it doesn't count on anybody's record. It's a full exhibition. There's no winner announcers, no judges, all of that. So yeah, we'll see. But um, well, I think we'd be remiss to talk about one poor brother without mentioning the other poor brother. Um, and yeah, Jake Paul, who I guess is seen as the more serious fighter out of the Paul brothers. Um, has he's got an official boxing record of two and zero? Is it two and zero? He's got yeah, two and zero, and with yeah, two, yeah, two, two dirty KOs as well. <laughs> They're marketing this kid as dangerous, and there's a guy who can actually box. And to be fair, you know, technically he looks he looks okay. Obviously, I'm not going to call him like a, a world beat or anything, but yeah, he seems to be proper trying his hand at this boxing thing. And we saw that it's been announced off the back of this, that he's fighting another UFC fighter in Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, who was, I think he was a long, from what I remember, I know he was a long-time champion in the UFC. Uh, what struck me about this one is I thought to myself, Jake Paul's smart and he's clever. He knows what he's doing. Because even I know that Woodley isn't known for his striking. I'm pretty sure, Ruben, correct me if I'm wrong, he's known for being a, like a wrestler in the UFC. Um, I'm not too sure his striking game is meant to be up there. But correct me if I'm wrong, because, yeah, I, I, I don't really follow UFC too tough. Our resident but, MMA expert. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> MMA, we brought an MMA expert for this one, to, for clarification. Is, um, is Woodley known for his ground game and his wrestling as opposed to his um, striking? He's relatively well-rounded. I'm not going to say he's a striker. He's got an overhand that he loves. 
Okay. He loves throwing, but he kind of throws that off the back of a threat of him taking them down, which right. obviously you're not going to have to worry about in a boxing ring. Yeah. I mean, he was a long time champion. Yeah. We have seen a decline in his last couple of fights. Mm-hmm. Um, he's recently just left the UFC. Um, what, do what I get thoughts? a weird feeling it's going to be more competitive than everyone thinks? Yeah, I, I was going to say, what are, your thoughts, what are your thoughts on this one? Because obviously we've seen um, Paul dismantle um, a previous UFC, well, in Ben Askren. He was a UFC fighter, right? Um, obviously, I know he had he wasn't respected for his, his stand-up you know, striking game. And obviously, yeah, we saw the way Paul handled him, but obviously we saw the shape Askren came in as and how he treated it. He sort of treated it as one big joke. Um for you, um, is, is, does Woodley pose a threat to this Jake Paul train? <laughs> and I say train because obviously he's got like, a lot of hype behind him and he signed a new he signed a deal with Showtime for, I think, is it a five-fight deal, Flows? I can't remember. I, I, sure. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> what the hell would I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just saw the news that, you know, Paul signs deal with Showtime for a couple of fights. I think it might be a five-fight deal. I don't know, but yeah. Congrats so to obviously, him. So obviously, yeah, congrats to him. So obviously, he's going he's gonna to be sticking around for a while. But yeah, Ruben, do you feel like Woodley poses a threat to the train that is Jake Paul? Yeah, no, 100%. He's, he's, he's a well-rounded fighter. I mean, I will just drop this to you. He's a training partner of Ben Askren. <laughs> but I mean, Askren, Askren's come in that kind of shape to his MMA fights. That wasn't exclusive to the Jake Paul fight. That's oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know yeah. that. Oh, fair. He, he, tur- he, he came over to UFC relatively late. He was actually champion in every other organization he was in. Bellator won one championship. He was champion in it. Yeah. You know, and to be honest, he fought Robbie Lawler in UFC and withstood a horrendous amount of heavy shots. So I was shocked he went down to that shot from Jake Paul, to be honest. I was still shocked. I didn't necessarily expect him to win. And if he did win, it was going to be more of, you know, just from experience of combat, you know, tying him up, tiring him out, almost wrestling with him in there. Yeah, you know, and then taking him into deep waters later. Obviously, that that didn't happen. Um, Woodley definitely can beat him. Definitely can beat him. And I'm going to back the MMA community and say he's going to win. Okay, I'm not going to tell you I haven't. I'm got glad a- you said that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to. You know, he needs to win. Honestly, because hey, Ruben, if Jake Paul wins this, boy, <laughs> MMA community is in the mud. UFC's in the mud. I won't lie, and I, I, I'll be in the forefront with, with the bats. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be deleting all social media, uh, phone numbers, oh, everything. You better pray Jake Paul doesn't win this fight, boy. Oh, Surely boy. not. Surely it's he a legitimate not. opponent. That's the problem. They can yeah. say he beat a five times like UFC champion. Like, yeah, I mean, I think Woodley can get it done. But I, we just need to see if like a, a focused Woodley. I know Mayweather offered to train him and I hope he takes yeah. him up on it. I don't know what, is it eight weeks? I think until the fight, maybe. Yeah, yeah August sometime. I think. Uh, yeah, so yeah. not a lot's going to change. I'm actually going to tune in for this one, you know. I think <laughs> I'm kind of excited. I don't know. <laughs> There's too much on the line. This has only happened to me once before. Yeah, and that was Conor McGregor Aldo. I was oh, yeah. talking it the most about Aldo's going to win. Oh boy! Oh, man. oh boy! Yeah, and it hurt up. so much. Fourteen like seconds, right? Oh boy! Five in the morning, saying, "What are you saying now, pussy? Getting back to your phone." <laughs> At like five in the morning, I'm I'm still trying to like grieve that loss. I had a similar feeling with Khabib Connor. Mm. To the point oh, actually, what were you back in Connor for that one? No, no, Khabib. Oh, I was yeah. I was back in Khabib. Yeah. But like two minutes oh. before the fight, I was happy for the fight not to happen. 
Oh, because I couldn't, yeah, yeah. I couldn't the take the that emotional yeah, loss yeah, yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. So if yeah. Woodley does it now, he'll, he'll be letting everyone down and I can't handle it. Mm. But, you know, he, she should get it done. He's got a skill set to do it. Just I don't want to see him loading that overhand. It's not going to be as effective. If he throws that too many times and it misses, he's going to either get caught with a shot or just tire out. And, you know, he is old now. I believe he's 38. He's, you know, he's not old as a human, but as a fighter, he's old. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm going to go with Woodley. Okay. I see Jake Jake Paul's dimension. He's 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 the bigger man, Jake Paul, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Woodley's reach advantage, well, reach disadvantage, I think is going to prove a bit problematic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hate to even be saying this, honestly. I hate to even be saying that, you know, Jake Paul might stand a chance against him. It's scary because I, I've said, I've, I've publicly said Jake Paul can fight. I've, I've seen it yeah. from his footwork to his timings. Against crap opponents, let's be fair, but he's got some fundamentals there and it's there to see. So boy, um, but he's not been in a real fight with, with someone who's actually made it a fight we're yet to see that and I think just with I expected it with the same with with what you're saying Ruben with Ben Askren just that knowledge of being in a ring and being in a fight and being in a, a battle like when you get hit he knows how to take being hit evidently we, 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 I was wrong <laughs> but um, maybe Tyrone Woodley is going to do that with him because when he gets hit that's when like the, when Tyrone gets hit he's, he, should, he shouldn't be just falling over he should be like yeah this is what I'm used to I, 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 I live with getting hit Jake yeah. Paul, not so much. He's not been in those battles or those wars. So that's what I'm expecting. But it's crazy because, let's be real, Jake Paul's top five biggest stars in boxing right now. Oh, <laughs> take that back. Take that back. He is. It's a fact. He's one of the biggest stars you, in boxing. You hate to see it. He's the big. He's one of the biggest names in boxing. When we're talking about AJ, Fury, Wada, Canelo, Jake Paul's name's there with him. Like, <laughs> and crazy. Logan Paul. If, if, if we're talking draws, this is going to do massive bits. It's crazy. Logan and Mayweather as well. Look at the people. Look at the people calling him out. <laughs> Bradis calling him out. I was tossing and turning. Whoa, Tommy Fury disgusting. calling him out. Half of UFC calling him out. It's absolutely crazy. He's the most wanted. <laughs> boy, if, if, most hated. Yeah. <laughs> boy, if if he wins this, I was uh, say, lads. If Jake Paul wins this, are you are you guys prepared to call him a? Uh, like you know, rate his boxing skill, rate him as a fighter, and take him seriously, Ruben. I've, I've already openly said oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, Ruben, I'm, if, Jake, if Jake Paul beats your boy Woodley, are you are you ready to take him seriously? One sec, he's not my boy. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Woodley's not my boy. Yeah, but that's copying. Please already. <laughs> I'm I'm saying this for the whole of the MMA. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, would you take him seriously as 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 a combat sports guy? I don't know if I'll take him seriously. I respect him. I respect him already. To be honest, yeah. for getting in. You know, 100%. like, especially, you know, forget Nate Robinson. Like, I'll get in Nate Robinson. Like, Basketball now. player is different. I'll get in now, literally yeah. now. Yeah. But, I mean, to get in with Askren, I know Askren, to everyone who's never seen him, has did absolutely zero. But the, the, the psychology of it, you're getting in with a very seasoned combat sports athlete. You know, yeah, okay, he kind of was a specialist, and his specialism was wrestling. I don't think there's room for specialists in MMA anymore just because of the growth of the sport. But yeah, if he beats Woodley, I'll have to take my hat off to him. I'll have to. There'll be no choice. I'll look like a weirdo if I don't. (laughs) When I have to. I'm not going to be happy about it, but yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I'll have to take my hat off to him, but 
I don't want to see him. I, I, I can't wait for this then. Boy, <laughs> MMA's rep is on the line. It's on the line, yo. <laughs> but you know what's funny? We talk about the Tommy Fury fight at the TL. Everyone in the TL was saying Jake Paul beats Tommy Fury after that the fight last yeah. night. People were killing him. I don't, it was harsh, definitely harsh. They're not that different in skill set, probably. Let's be honest. They're probably I, I, not. I agree. I agree. Like, I believe um, Jake Paul would beat every single one of Tommy Fury's opponents. Yeah. I actually believe that. Maybe the last kid, that kid last night, might have rattled Jake Paul a bit. But I think maybe if Jake Paul settled, he could have settled in a similar manner as Tommy Fury and won the fight as well. Uh-huh. I believe Jake Paul beats every one of Tommy Fury's opponents. And of course, Tommy Fury wipes the floor with everyone Jake Paul's for easily. Like, boy, I, 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 I'll be 2-0 as well. <laughs> I'll be 2-0 as well. well. Sure. Maybe, maybe not Ben Askin. <laughs> maybe not Ben Askin. But after what I saw from him, boy, yeah. I'll call him out easy. <laughs> but yeah, what's it? Aeson Gibb, Deji, they Rock. I'll eat them. <laughs> yeah. Eat them. I'll, yeah. I'll be free of them. But yeah, let's see, let's let's see how far Jake Paul can go. Yeah, man. We'll see, we'll see how far. Like I said, now he signs his deal with Showtime. He's not going any, he's not going away anytime soon. We're gonna be seeing him in boxing circles. Showtime gonna put him up on their fight cards and whatnot. So um yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how much far the train goes and yeah, they keep marking him as someone that's super dangerous. We'll see. <laughs> Jake Paul, the problem child. I think that's what they call him, isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sticking on, I guess, on MMA. Um, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to get you on this episode, Ruben. Because um, you can sort of give us your sort of MMA knowledge with this, with this one here. Um, one of the best fighters in boxing. Um, she calls herself the, the quote the greatest woman of all time. Um, very hard to argue against her. Um, but yeah, that's Carissa Shields, who is, yeah, one of the best fighters, like I said. Um, she's having her MMA debut. Um, Flo, help me out here. Was it, is it next month? Or is it, is it this, this month? It's, it's, it's this next week. week. Yeah, next, yeah, next, next week. week. What am I talking June about? the 10th, I believe. Yeah, it's next week, June 10th. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's dipping her toes into MMA. Um, she's pretty much accomplished every single thing you can think of in boxing. And yeah, she wants to sort of add more, add another, you know, add more strings to her bow, basically. Um, Ruben, do you feel like the transition for her will be easy to go from boxing to MMA? Uh, what are your thoughts about this move for her? I don't think it's going to be easy. Just, I don't think there's any, it's not specifically that it won't be easy for her. I don't think it's easy for anyone in general. Yeah. There's too many components to look at. Way too many. You know, we, when you look at boxing, you know, you've got your hands, obviously you have footwork, but, you know, the footwork, you also have footwork in Muay Thai, you have footwork in Jiu-Jitsu, you have footwork in wrestling. There's so many different dynamics with MMA. Um, and one thing, you know, I don't think she's completed everything in boxing yet. I still want to fight Savannah Marshall. Well, Savannah, yeah, that's what we all want to see. That. That's, that's what we want to see, but in terms of accolades, yeah, yeah, she's got every accolade you can think of. Gold medals, World titles, yeah, undefeated. Like what, two what, time undisputed, two, yeah, two weight class undisputed. Like there's not much more she can do in that sense. Um, yeah, no, no, there, there definitely isn't. You're right. You know, you know, accolades. She she's got them all, multiple times. Yeah. Um, the person she's frightened is a uh, Brittany Elkin in PFL. This is is PFL a good sort of arena? Is it a good standard? Good league? No, it, no, it is a good. It is a good. Uh, good league. Um, They've 
relatively new and they, they do a bit different to all the other MMA organisations. They also have a season running alongside it, right. like a tournament. And the winner normally gets a million pound or a million dollars okay. if they win it. Um, yeah. So we've got a guy from Manchester fighting in it, Brendan Lockman. He's He fought five weeks ago and now he fights again and you have to go through the roster. You know, now I believe he might actually be favourite to win. Um, but yeah, Clarissa Shields' opponent, her record's three and six. Uh, you know, I've watched her fights. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard day for her. For no, 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 no. It's oh. not going to be hard for Clarissa. Oh, okay. There's going to be adjustments for yeah. Clarissa, definitely. Yeah. But Brittany Elkins, a jiu-jitsu competitor mainly. She's fought in PFL before. Unfortunately, she had to fight Kayla Harrison, who's a two-time judo gold medalist and almost, the, you know, the, the poster girl for the organisation. Hmm. So she fought her on her debut. And she also fought in Bellator, which I believe she lost. A few things I did notice, she comes forward a lot, Brittany Elkin, but she's not very, what's the word I'm looking for, active. She'll come forward, but she's not particularly throwing strikes at you. She'll want to get you against the cage, grip you up. But then even when she's got you in a clinch, she's not really throwing strikes. Uh. So that kind of works against her. Clarissa will have to get used to being clinched and the referee not breaking it. That's something cardiovascular-wise, which I feel is going to take a little bit of time to get used to. Um, but uh, Brittany Elkin's there to lose. She personally, <laughs> been, but she's been put there to lose. You know, yeah. she's coming to win, but the organisation will want her to lose. Yeah. Um, she comes forward, her head's really static. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really. Oh, it just that, doesn't yo, come Chris off. Chris is going to box her head off, boy. A walking punching bag is what For it sounds real, like. Man. Footwork it could punch. potentially, you know, it all depends on how good Clarissa's takedown defence is, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. If she has reasonable takedown defence, and she's been training at Jackson Wink, um, and former boxing champion Holly Holm uh, trains there, and obviously, arguably the greatest of all time, John, John Jones trains there as well. So okay. she's in capable yeah. hands. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a smart move signing with PFL because if she signed to UFC, UFC have got a good little business model. They like to basically, they'll sign you from another promotion or another sport. And it's a win-win for them because if Clarissa wins, they've got a big star. Yeah. If she loses, Dana White can then come out and <laughs> say boxing's rubbish. Yeah. He loves to do it. He loves to do it. But they would have fed Clarissa to a lion straight away. Right. Well, like, they you know, what's the name? like CM Punk. Yeah, boy, he got, he got banged up on his debut. Boy. Oh, man. That was <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's not, it wouldn't have been great for him. PFL still allow her to box. So that's another good reason. So okay. she, she can jump in between. She's been signed with PFL for a while. Right. Even her right, last yeah. pay-per-view fight, she was already signed to PFL. Or yeah, I remember. Um, and I was kind of thinking, I had a little roadmap mapped out for her, but they've kind of already put a kink in that. I imagined her beating Brittany Elkin, maybe having another one or two fights and then feed her to Kayla Harrison because that'd be a big fight then. But Kayla Harrison, I know, is coming into free agency at the end of the year. So that fight might not actually, might not happen. But I think overall, Clarissa should get the win. I've seen her on the pads. She doesn't look particularly impressive, but (laughs) it's early days. There's so much to learn. There's yeah. so much to learn. So That's the thing. She, you can't be too critical on Clarissa in this instance, but I think she'll get it done just because of 
the attributes of her opponent, to be honest with yeah. you. I just think it's tailor-made for her to jab her head off. See, that's, yeah, that's the thing. First of all, thanks for that, that insight, Ruben. That's, that's top, top quality insight there. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's the thing with MMA. Obviously, it's just so different in the sense that, like you said, so many different components that go into it. It's mixed martial arts. <laughs> different styles you're going to be facing up against. Um, not just not just obviously punching, you can get kicks, elbows, knees, grappling, takedowns. It's <laughs> a myriad of styles coming into it. And it's like, obviously, when you're, you've been focused for so long on just one fighting style, to try and learn that in such a quick amount, obviously, it's borderline impossible trying to learn everything. Obviously, you stick to what you know at, and you learn, you know, takedown defenses and whatnot to negate your weaknesses. But, um, yeah, obviously, it's good that they've given her, by the sounds of things, a opponent that's ready-made for her, that's tailor-made for her and how she fights so that she can get that win under her belt. Because, yeah, it, it, it would have been tough if they fell into a line, like you said, and she got absolutely bashed. Like, that would have hurt me as a Clarissa fan, obviously, as a boxing fan as well. She's one of our finest, you know, she's one of our finest exponents of boxing. If she was fed to a lion, it would have been, been, been tough to see. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad that she's coming up against a girl that she should have the beating of. So, yeah. I think what's nice about this as well is that it, it's probably one of the first times we've actually seen generally, genuinely an elite boxer in their prime still or coming into their prime. Yeah, she's, she's, still. she's only 25. Yeah, so. you know actually fighting in MMA. You know, we've yeah. seen James Tony do it before when yep. he shouldn't have even been fighting, Boy. really. <laughs> you know, so from that sense, you know, hats off to Clarissa and, you know, to the matchmakers for getting it done. Uh. A few other things I think she might have to take a time getting used to is she's been used to fighting two-minute rounds. Yeah, I was going to say, the, yeah. The five-minute round in an octagon where clinching, if you're active enough, is not going to be broken up. You know, your legs are going to be working in, in very different ways. You're still going to be having to, you know, use your footwork with punches, but you're going to have to worry about checking kicks and not loading up the front leg. Boy. Like we saw in like the Conor McGregor fight, loaded the front leg up. And that's why Poirier was able just to kick it out because it, it couldn't take the weight off quick enough. So I think there's, there's plenty of reasons that it's difficult for Clarissa. But to be honest, four ounce gloves, and Clarissa Landon, yeah, that's going to be worse for Elkin than Clarissa getting used to getting punched by Elkin in four ounce gloves because she's probably used to being punched by a far superior striker. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm giving Clarissa the W. And if I'm all shaking my head because MMA is mad, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're breaking all that down in terms of five minute round and you're clinching and constantly, there's no break up with the. Fine, MMA is long, man. You get knocked down, you man. get knocked down, and you're meant to defend yourself. Fine, MMA is nuts. There's no ten it's, count. There's no chance fam. to recover. Yeah, no standing eight count. None of that. It's actually brazy. Oh my gosh. Um, Let's give credit oh, to Kalisha once again. Like you yeah. said, she, she she's someone. If if you follow on Twitter, she's on all the smoke. She wants every bit of it's smoke. So funny on Twitter, man. If, if you say if you say something that can be misconstrued as a diss towards her. She's addressing it. Fuck. She she dares to be great, as we've seen with her accolades in boxing. She's daring to be great again with MMA. It's crazy what she's doing at 25, 26. She's, yeah, she's everything you want to see from a, a fighter. And 
<laughs> if she if she loses, are we saying boxes of the month? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you know what? Boxing can't be in the mud. Boxing Never. can't. I, I won't allow it. <laughs> it can't be in the mud. It just won't. You know, yeah. there's too much money behind it. Yeah. The media machine won't we'll just sweep that under the carpet. Yeah. Wait. Well, yeah. She better do her thing still. And yeah, I'm yeah, for her. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just proud of what she's doing. It's. It's. It's different from what we're seeing. Like, she's actively chasing all the smoke. She didn't just run to UFC. She's she's going to try to juggle both. We know her. She's on, she's on it all. She wants it all. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, I've I, I, I got one more question for you, Ruben, as well. Um, just how far do you feel that Carissa can do, you know, go on this MMA journey? Um, obviously, I know subject to how she performs against um, Brittany. Um, but, yeah, do you feel like there could be a future in that sport for her or or is she coming too late if you're being critical? No, I don't think she is coming in too late. I think okay. it comes down to, to how much she really wants it, you know, because yeah. she hasn't got to become a jujitsu expert. She hasn't got to become a, you know, Khabib's level of wrestling. Uh-huh. All she needs to do, and, you know, for a start, this is said respectively, respectfully, like, just female depth individuals is thin in general across boxing and MMA. Yeah. It, it is, you know, if we look at yeah. how many, she was the fastest free weight world champion, wasn't she? But she's only had like what, is it 12 fights? Yeah. yeah so crazy. That is the depth of the division. I'm not to take away from her, but it partly is. So she just needs to get proficient at like takedown defense. Just don't get taken down. And then on your feet, not yeah. many people are going to be able to mess with you. Yeah. You know, so she's got to just focus on, yeah, take down defense. If she does get taken down, just focus on being able to get up. Don't worry about trying to submit people or control them on the ground. Just worrying about getting back to your feet. If, if she can do that well enough, you know, there's no reason why she can't go and, and be successful because it's different to male MMA where I say there's no room for special specialists anymore just because there's so many well-rounded fighters being produced. The amount of male MMA fighters being churned out every year is, is huge. Probably not the same for women. You know, it's not the same, but I feel this will help her boxing career a lot because me, I like some of the best fighters I watch are female MMA. Like yeah. they are. Same with boxing for us. Yeah, same, exactly. <laughs> I, for me personally, I can't say some of the best for me in boxing are with female fights. Oh, you, I can't. oh, Ruben, you haven't watched the you haven't watched the right fights then. No, no, because there's there's a few little things about it, you know, like the two minute round. Yeah, yeah. So I, put, okay. put a male two minute round and see how exciting it is. You know, it's going to yeah. be exciting. They're going to leave it all on the line. So I feel Clarissa really will gather fans from the MMA community and take them to boxing, and I'm, I'm all for that. There's no I'm, reason for them to have to work against each other. Yeah. They can they can work together, you know. Eddie Hearn's proof of that at the moment with Matram. He's released Matram Media. Mm. You know, if you look at like the, the UFC in particular, more so than PFL and Bellator, like the marketing spend per athlete is big. Like the bottom person on that card, if you've watched a build up for fight week, you'll be invested in their story. You know, they really do. They, they sell you the story of his jujitsu career or her struggle or the gym they went or the adversity they've been through. And I feel Matram have started doing it a bit more. I think they started it with the Estrada fight. They released like a mini documentary on the zone. 
And I think more of that is what is separating Matram from like Hennessy and Frank Warren and the Southlands. It's, yeah. it's just a more progressive business model. Like mm-hmm. UFC are very reactive. And I, I feel for me, they're the leading innovators in, in sport at the moment. Yeah, just in general. Sport, definitely. Like even down to the camera change they've used. They now use the same cameras that the NFL have used this year. And like they debuted that on the Gilbert Burns Usman fight, and like it really captured the emotion of their fight. Oh. It seems so simple, but if you watch it now, if you go back and watch it, it looks like a computer game. So I think Clarissa has all the makings to do it. She'll gain loads of fans from it. I mean, I'm all for it, to be honest. I am I'll, I'll probably be more interested to watch that than her boxing matches. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm smiling because I, I like the sound of that. It sounds like she could go far, which I'm happy with. Um, and I think, well, yeah. Yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> that, I've, I've, you mentioned that Kayla Harrison girl, and I remember that's one person that she didn't bite with. I think Kayla Harrison said something about people coming over to um, MMA and they should stick to what they know. And Clarissa Shields, Clarissa Shields tweeted back, oh, she wasn't dissing me, she's just saying it generally. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Clarissa, why, why, why are you bringing the same energy? Is, so is, I think she know what that's work. Is this Kayla Harrison chick a beast? Is she, is she like, yeah, she's yeah, she judo gold medalist. Okay, yeah. And unfortunately, when her first fight in PFL was against Clarissa Shields' opponent. Okay, okay, okay. And she good, demolished good, her. Good measuring stick, yeah. <laughs> early measuring yeah. stick. Anyway, I, I yeah. think I think Ruben as well. You mentioned something. I think you mentioned Holly Holm. Um, I remember her because she's the one that that well, kicked kicked in Ronda Rousey. But from what I remember, she was also she was like a, she was a world champion boxer. She was a Known yeah. really good boxer for um, yeah, world champion, I think. So, um, and she, she's she not on the same level as Clarissa, I think, because it, you know, with she had a lot of success in the MMA, so it clearly, yeah, yeah no, no, definitely, yeah. it's a good measuring, uh, yeah. measuring stick. And also, Bellator have signed a couple of female boxing world champions, like the females get snapped up quite a lot to transition, right. I think, yeah, primarily money and. It's easier to it's easier to so-called complete boxing as a female. Is he, you know, we can say Clarissa's maybe completed boxing. Like, what else is there for her to achieve? Yeah. If she wants to stay focused and hungry, she needs a different challenge, and this is the perfect one. Yeah. And at her age, she's got, you know, remember she's a couple of years older than Dubois. Like, yeah. it's not, okay. yeah, no big deal. That's, I that's think a, she's got plenty of time. That's a that's a really good assessment. Thanks for that, Ruben. Honestly, that that was great. Yeah, um, deep insight. It's like we couldn't give. Exactly. That's that's why we had Ruben on. We said, okay, Clarissa's in action MMA. We've we've got to bring Ruben on for this one because this is this is this is his bag. This, this is what he knows. Um, I just want to before we finish, I just want to bring it back to boxing real quick. Um, there is another fight next week as well. A favorite of our Shakur Seat Stevenson. He's a guy that me and Flo's have you know earmarked to go straight to the very top. We think this boy's got superstar quality, and yeah, he's just. He's, he's, he's an explosion waiting to happen. Um, he's got a fight against, let me see if I can get this name correct, Jeremiah Nakafila. Um, looks like he's from Namibia. Um, it's for the W Interim Junior Lightweight title. So that's, um yeah, um, I think that's super featherweight. I think that's a division, same division. But um, yeah, um, Flows, Shakur, um, good to see him in action. Mm-hmm. I think we've already waxed the lyrical about him. We, we, we know, you know, see the listeners know what we think of him. I think he was on our, wasn't he on our boxes to watch out for for 2021? He was there. Yep, he was there. He was one of the first names there, in fact. Um, 
expecting a routine win for him for this one. Uh, we think I, I think he's going to do the business, obviously, and show off his skills, which he, he's always doing. Um, this boy, for me, like I said, he's going straight to the very top, and it's only a matter of time, you know, till we see him in a big title fight in that division. Um, I think the other champion in that division, I think that's that's Heron's division, isn't it? So Jamel Heron. Well, yeah, it's, it's for Heron's title. This this is the interim, yeah. vacant interim for to yeah. fight Heron. Yeah, so. Um, That'd be a great fight. Heron's good, as we saw. Um, obviously, Oscar Vargas is in the division. Obviously, the WBA champion at the division is also Tank. Can't forget that. Tank's mm-hmm. also technically at division two. He's in three divisions at the same time, apparently. Um, Ruben, um, just yeah, just want to hear your thoughts on. Are you familiar with Shakur Stevenson? Have you seen him before? Are you a fan? What yeah? What are your overall thoughts about him? Yeah, no, I'm a fan of him. I do. I do think he's very, very skilled. Um, yeah. I had to, after, you know, we had to look his opponent up. And it, yeah. it seems like, bar one, maybe, this is his second fight outside of Africa. Yeah. And I'm always sceptical when you see fighters come, not from Africa, just from an overseas country where they've only fought there. The same way you see, like, a fighter from Australia come over and he's only fought in Australia. Yeah. I think he's going to be completely outclassed, if I'm being honest. And I don't... I don't even see, you know, the record looks great on paper, but what's the measuring stick of his opponents? I, I looked through his opponents. You know, I, I don't think I could recognise any any of them, to be honest. Um, so I think, yeah, this is just a stepping stone, almost just to get a bit of ring rust off Shakur and then just get him get him back out against someone competitive. Well, Herring would be a great fight. You know, I think he stands up with any any people in the division, to be honest. It's just a matter of when he stands up against them. You know, don't, we don't need to rush him. But yeah, I know I'm a big fan. But I just, this fight, for me, it's one of those fights where he's just got to go through the motions. He'll get it done. He hasn't got to do anything spectacular. He's just got to do what, what he can do to a proficient level. And he'll, he'll, get, he'll get this fight done. And he'll be moving on. You know, I, I personally don't even think he's probably putting as much thought as we think into his fight. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, this guy could come and shock the world. He can't afford I mean, to. He can't afford you know, to. <laughs> I mean, if this guy was Mexican, I'd be... We've <laughs> seen what they've been doing. Big facts. Boy. Anytime there's a Mexican on the cards, I'm nervous for the home fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening anymore, them booking these Mexicans. Yeah. too many parties this summer. Or, or, or they'll book bum Mexicans, as you saw Warren do. But yeah, they'll book, they'll book right, Mexicans that aren't that good. Um, Not yeah. But um, yeah, no, fair, yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's a fair enough point. Um, I, I feel like they're moving at the right pace with Shakur. Um, I, yeah, like I, said, I think he's on the cusp of being that star, I guess. Um, I think he still needs a few more fights. Um, so do you feel like top rank... Ha, ha, how do you feel Tom Rank are doing with him in terms of the promotion of him and how they're building him up? Do you think that he could do better? Or do you think they're doing all right? I, I think, well, I don't, know, I don't know how much of a following he has. I know boxing mm. fans are a big fan of him. Obviously, if you watch the Olympics, you know he had, he had a silver medal. So being in the Olympics is already a great marketing point for you. If you've done well in the Olympics, boxing heads are going to know you. Um, Top rank, I don't really rate them. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I do think I do think Shakur's gonna have a problem with people ducking him. I do think when he's ready to, yeah. I think Jamal Heron might not even might be like I'm moving up or because <laughs> he's already bigger than weight. Jim, I, I feel like fights will be people will be avoiding him because he's liking to chuck his name in the hat when they talk about 
Tank, when they talk about Teofimo, he wants to chuck his name in that hat. He's like, he's ready to, he can move up and mix it with these guys. He's always been saying that. He's always vocal. But um, you don't really hear Top Rank putting him in that mix or promoting him in that mix. So I don't know. I hope I hope people don't duck him and he don't lose out on big fights because we want to see him taking that next step to proving he's he's one of the best. So yeah, hopefully people don't duck him. Um, I, I won't expect anything from Top Rank to promote him to build him up. He's gonna have to do that himself, and he's vocal. So yeah, let, let's let's see how far he can go. But once again, he's young. Once, say, once again, no rush. Twenty three. 15 fights in, no rush with him. But that's that's why it's high risk, low rewards. Why yeah. why do you need to fight a young, skilled fighter? Yeah. Duck him. Yeah. The thing is, that's a bad position to be in that that high risk, low reward. It's always the worst. What a great yeah. position. Mm. You know, but, you just you find people you get so avoided for you becoming active. Mm. And then if you do stay active, you get accused of fighting people you shouldn't, basically. But if the top five aren't gonna fight you. And you're number six, and then you end up fighting the 12th ranked person. It's like, yeah, okay, we know you're going to win, but what can I do? You know, the top five don't want to fight. And and the so, thing is, as well, it's 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 all a tri- it's a lie because you've been getting ducked, ducked, ducked by by the top guys, and if you slip up once and you lose, you slip up once. That's their get out of you know. Oh, I don't want to. He just took a loss. I don't want to fight him. Oh, yeah, he's he's rubbish. Look at him. He's not going. to... Look who he just what, lost to. He's not on my he's, level. Yeah, exactly. One loss is their excuse to be like, okay, cool. See, that's why you know he's not worth it, etc. So yeah, it's, it's it's a terrible position. I agree. I, um, I fought for guys who are like that. But he's doing the right thing. He's going to be an interim champion now. So yeah, um, yeah. Jamal, if Jamal wants to yeah. move away, exactly. he's going to fight for that title. And yeah. if I don't think Oscar Valdez is a ducking type, Oscar Valdez will mix it with him. But he's not ready for that 100%. yet. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's not ready for that yet. But that's that, a, that's a mega fight for the division. If he stays in his division, that's yeah. a mega fight waiting to happen. Not now, but yeah, get get yeah. But even the Heron fight, that's a that's a tough fight for him. Yeah, the Heron's dimensions are, are pro- very problematic as we know. So yeah, um, obviously I'm not even going to I'm not going to mention Tank because Tank is not really in that division. I don't think Tank's going to stick around anyway. So. Uh. They'll, they'll, they'll will eventually either Tank's going to vacate or they'll strip him because oh. yeah he, he can't be in three divisions at once okay? so, <laughs> so yeah um, I hear that but um, yeah man let's, let's 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 leave it there man it's been a really insightful episode mm. I want to thank Ruben again for coming through with, with that MMA knowledge because me and Flo's as, as Flo said we, we, we haven't got a clue really about them that, that, that side of things so um, yeah man thanks for coming to you know to rock with us, Ruben. No, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Loved every minute of it. Just before you go, as well, just to just you know, tell the listeners where they can find you at, you know, your socials and whatnot. You can find me on Instagram. That's pretty much the only one I really use, and it's uh, Ruben BB. Um, yeah, if you've got any questions or you want to come and help me if Woodley loses, you know, where to find me. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll make sure we put your at, you know, your, your handle on, you know, in the description of the episode when it drops. Uh, perfect, guys. Perfect. Yeah. No, it was great to talk to you. You know, great. Like I said, we had some good discussions, some subjects we probably didn't want to talk about, but <laughs> and the hands are forced. The hands are forced. You Have got to, it. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, man. We made a few too many predictions, so you know, I expect <laughs> to be held accountable for every single one yeah, of them. Uh, you just better pray Tyrone doesn't. You better pray he doesn't lose. <laughs> you won't find me if he doesn't lose. Those those Instagram handles won't work. <laughs> Account no no longer available. Yeah, then one day. Okay, I hear you. 
Um, but yeah, this has been episode 41 of the Strap Season Podcast. I've been your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And make sure you check us out on all the streaming platforms and the socials. Peace. <laughs>